Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. On tonight's show, Newark Lawn Tennis Club are in the hot seat. Sarah Jackson is in Sport HQ for the first time ever. Ever. She's looking forward to it, she really is. The twins are here and Graham tells us what the striders have been up to. This is indeed Radio Newark Sport. And as every Tuesday, we start with how some of our youngsters have got on. And at the very, very top, very well done to Fernwood Sword Club's Arthur Eakin bronze medal in the under 13 men's foil at the English Youth Championships on Saturday he missed out on reaching the final by two points what a superb performance but it was a bad day for Finlay Bass at the East Midlands Road Race Championships after cycling almost the perfect race everything going to plan except one crucial thing keep track of the laps Finlay he didn't and paid a big price for an untimely attack with two laps to go that sapped his energy levels finishing a disappointing fifth I lost track of the laps he told us his dad says he won't do that one again will he Freddie Polak is never too far away from the ice our speed speed skating star also plays for the Nottingham under 13's ice hockey team and they've just beaten favourite Swindon to be crowned national champions. Isabel Darvell finished 7th in the latest round of the Central League Road Race at Toaster and four New York Athletic Club members were in Yorkshire on Sunday. You can find out why when the Twins join us at 20 past. And in other news today, Birmingham City have sacked manager Gary Monk after just one year in charge of the Championship Club. There had earlier been talk that the ex-Middlesbrough, Swansea and Leeds boss would resign over the exit of Jota to rivals Aston Villa. No, mate, you didn't have to resign. They've got rid of you. England's Irish one-day international captain, Ewan Morgan. It's 17 sixes against Afghanistan. A world record. England's total of 25 sixes is also a world record. In the last few minutes, they've actually won the game. And finally, football season's closer than you think. Three weeks tonight at Station Road. Collingham versus Newark Flowserve. What a start to the football season. And I know it's only a friendly, but Collingham against Flowserve was the one match I wanted to see in the hold of last year. But the Knotts FA didn't manage to draw them out together. Well, you know I'm going to be missing for three successive Tuesdays. Yes. Yes. See? <laughs> Your World Cup has come early. Yes, it has. Yes. Calling them against New York Floor Serve is a great game. I know it's only a friendly. I know it's the first match, and I know they're not going to be fit, but it's still one I'm looking forward to seeing. It's a bit like saying that uh, Newark versus Southwell is only a friendly, isn't it? I mean, it'll, it'll be a good game, that one. Well, I'd be interesting to to, to um, see, because when, when it comes to... Um, to tennis, I wonder if Newark against Southwell or Newark against Cornton are only Flanders. We'll find that one out in a few minutes. Um, Gary Monk, very quickly. They've got no money. 
They've already got any players. They've had a transfer embargo. <coughs> and until the EFL managed to take nine points away from them, just to rub salt into the wounds, those in the top ten of the championships, what more can a manager do? It's not all about the fact that one player has left. There's an awful lot has gone on behind the scenes. Is that You can't be at constant loggerheads with the people who employ you because there's only one result. I wouldn't have made it through school if I got through a strop every time someone nicked my jotter. Oh. <laughs> Let's set the standards, Zobby. You got notes to make. You see, so I told you there's nothing to beat, didn't I? I told you. Um, in three weeks' time, folks, normality returns. Um, very. Uh, before we come to our, our special guest tonight, Arthur Eakin. I mean, it would have been so simple for Fernwood Sword Club to have one British international superstar in, in, in it, but. They're not. They're churning them out. And there's another one coming up. Fantastic achievement. The third best in the in the under-13s foil in the youth, English Youth Championships. But, but, but they are the equivalent of the modern-day <coughs> Yorkshire County Cricket Club, aren't they? You, sh- you shout down a mine and you get a fast bowler. I mean, Fernwood is an, um, just a magical place, isn't it? That, 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 that club, as you say, just keep churning out world-class players... And, you know, it's, it's obviously not without trying, but what a result. And um, young Finley Bass not <coughs> being over, not, not <laughs> counting it. And all Ivan said to us was, he won't do that again, you live and learn. Schoolboy cycling error, isn't it? <laughs> it is really, but, you know, you do, you do live and learn. Now, you know we've had in this show, um, we've had a professor, haven't we? We've had MBEs, OBEs. We've had all sorts of grand titles, hmm. but we've never had before a fixtures, tournaments and communication secretary. That does explain the tiara. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> you, I, I, I think you need a not, you know, fixtures, tournaments and communications. Wow. I think she's got quite a bit to learn because she must stop putting her hand up in these meetings yeah, because yeah. Um, if she does that she ends up with an awful lot of jobs this our guest tonight tony has <coughs> a little bit shy i think because i've been about two years trying to persuade her to come into this show and we got to the stage last year where um she was pretty sick to death of me keep ringing up and asking and she said right if newark tennis club get double promotion this winter in these winter <laughs> leagues i will come in <laughs> Sarah Jackson, what happened at the Newark Tennis Club in the winter? We got quite a few promotions. <laughs> <laughs> and credit to you, you, uh, you're here. Yes. Um, so, welcome. Welcome to Radio Newark Sport. We're going to find out a little bit about you first, and then we're going to talk tennis and hockey, <laughs> because you are, um, you like your sport, don't you? I do. You love I sport. Like sport um, yeah. You play tennis. Yeah. You play hockey. I uh, was talking before the show started of that five all draw against Nottingham University that oh, had yeah. Paul Harper. You, you, you oh, can yeah. remember that, yeah. can't you? So we'll talk about it a little bit later. Not just hockey and tennis, though. No, I do play quite a few sports. Um, I played netball for quite a number of years, uh, although um, gave that up to focus on hockey and tennis last year. And I've also played um, touch rugby and uh, do skiing in the winter. So I, I stay active and I go to the gym a lot as well. Snowboarding. Uh, skiing I've only snowboarded once <laughs> but I mean th- this was a thing that I just remembered from last night and um, it was th- snowboarding sounds fascinating is, is it as brilliant as it sounds 
If you're really good at it, I suppose. <laughs> if not, you just have fun. <laughs> so you had fun? Yeah, yeah. Always, always have fun. Always have fun. How long have you been skiing? Is it a school thing that's gone on? No, and on? no. I only started uh, probably about five years ago. A friend organised, uh, arranged a holiday. We all went. I had a couple of lessons and then just threw myself down a mountain. <laughs> and and uh, you, you're obviously an all round sports person. Did, does something like skiing come naturally to you then? I think because I'm, I'm quite a confident person, so I would generally just try anything. Um, and just give it a go. Some things you're better at than others. I'll just say I'm I'm generally okay at things. Too modest by half. <laughs> Too modest. Because um, let's talk hockey before we talk before we talk tennis. Because I first come across you playing for for Newark Hockey Club, and yep. e- even though you tell me you were injured um, for the second half of the season, you, you actually had a golden second half of the season. Yeah, we did. Um, obviously, a team effort. But the uh, the ladies twos, no, ladies twos were going for promotion. Um, I'd been injured, so was playing up front. A uh, little bit frustrating when you normally play midfield and you like to do running around and really get involved and get stuck in. But the whole team worked together, worked in new positions, um, and we got the results. Scored goals, um, got some tense wins towards the end. Played some really intense games, um, but it paid off, and we came second in the league and secured promotion. Now, Tony, you, you've already said you can remember. Paul, Paul, Paul comes on this show every Monday night in the winter, every single Monday night. We we finish the show with sort of a quarter of an hour of sitting back listening to Paul Halfpenny because he's he's so passionate about his sport. And it comes over, doesn't it, Tony? It really does come over. And the ladies' twos had to had to gain four points from the last two matches to get promotion, <laughs> didn't he? And he built this up, didn't he? But the first of those two games was against Nottingham University. And he kept on saying, they're capable, they're capable. But in his heart of hearts, I don't really think he thought they was going to do it. That's how we left it. And then the following week, after you drew five all, well, I think Paul was still 20 foot up in the air, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, on a on, on a Monday night, we uh, have the um, the rugby club, the, the footballers, and I know what I'm talking about. And then Paul comes on, and and he does his hockey fifteen minutes, and I used to sort of nod off a bit because you know I, I can watch it. I don't understand it. I mean, me and Mick have been to, to New York Hockey Club, and we don't know what the hell's going off. But it's, it's, it's great to watch, but you, you can hardly see the ball because it's so fast as a spectator. But then Paul, and I, I, I really warmed to Paul's sheer enthusiasm. And in the end, if you listen to him over a period of time, you start to feel as though you're actually there when, when he's talking about it. And the one thing that comes across to me from now really having warmed to his Monday nights, what must a team talk be like off him? <laughs> you, you'd want to chew bricks, wouldn't you, after listening to that fella? So that's, really? where, that's where I'm going to go now, to that match. And I know both of them was involved and sally paul's wife who tony is absolutely scared stiff of no no i think she's a lovely woman (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i know how passionate it can get in football and and rugby does it get passionate in hockey i I would say so yeah he's he's passionate all the time about the sport i think that game in particular though i think it came out 
not just in him but in, in the entire team I think everybody on, on that field and on, on the side of the pitch wanted that um, win or draw or they just wanted uh, to do the best they possibly could and having them on the sideline really drove us to, to get that that result um, and he does pace up and down and he does shout <laughs> does to, to, to do what we need to be doing and it works you've, you've told us already that you you love your sport and you're a natural you know we've decided you're a natural at, at skiing we'll talk about tennis in a minute was that morning the highlight of your sporting career I would say it was the most intense game I've ever played that even though it was a draw we all came away feeling like it was the biggest win of our careers so yeah I would say that's a, it's definitely a highlight and just to stick with it for a second that in theory was the hard work done you still got to win the last match of the season hadn't you and yeah if I remember correctly they dismantled Sarah Paskin about the first 20 seconds oh yeah uh, and <clears throat> that set the tone for a, a niggly not very nice hockey match yeah um actually i was so focused on the one that we drew before that i not really remembered that one but um <laughs> yeah i remember the the injury um early on in the game and then just all the team having to to come in and just get their head back in the game i think we dropped it for a while after that um you'd maybe change your standard of play to how they're playing uh, but we soon picked it back up again played hockey how we play hockey as a team and then uh, succeeded in that match as well so where does that put you i take it you're still going to be in the twos and you're not not being elevated on this goal scoring form to the ones for next season well that decisions like that don't get made until we return <laughs> back to uh, to training in august and then matches friendlies in september um, they normally have a squad selection day in early September or throughout the friendlies and then league matches start in September but changes can take place throughout the season as well anyway I always think the hockey season's too short it does feel short actually it, yeah. it really does because you're, you're the last of the three starting because football and rugby are, are already underway you're off for a month at, at Christmas okay that's fair comment and then you finished again in March. March I, yeah. I'm sure you could. <laughs> to me, it's as soon as you get into the thing and it's getting exciting, and you get in there week in week out, it's finished. When the season's in full swing, uh, it is disappointing to miss weekends, have weekends off. Um, but there are other things that happen, other leagues. So there's uh, mixed leagues over 30s, over 40s, over 50s, etc. That happen on Sundays. There's then cup matches. Um, and just try and get as much hockey as you can during that period of time. And that's why I'm then always at the side of the pitch supporting other teams, because I'll just live for that throughout but the winter it, it, it months. it is the Saturday morning league. Definitely, that's, yeah. That's where... Saturdays. And this is what we've said, Tony, the focus on all sport, I've always said it should be Saturday, and it, thankfully, yeah, you knew yeah. it. It is now going yeah. back <clears throat> to being Saturday-orientated. And I know Sundays, you enjoy Sundays. Saturday, you win. It's as simple as that. If you had a straight choice between a hockey match and a tennis match, you know, the, the two messages come on the phone at the same time, Saturday morning, Saturday morning, where do you go? Uh, What's your first the, love? Uh, I've been playing tennis for the longest. The answer to that is your husband, by yeah. the way. But. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing if tennis for the longest, um, about 10 years, um, and worked really hard on improving... Um, in tennis uh, so I've played that longer 
um, I th- there are so many variables to be able to answer that question. So I think it depends what season it was. So in the summer, I would say I would definitely pick tennis. Um, they play the leagues slightly differently in the winter to what they do in the summer. Mm. So summer is what I would call full format tennis, where you play proper sets. In winter, they reduce the time down. Uh, but in summer, I would definitely pick tennis. Um, in winter, because my Saturdays are taken up with hockey, I don't like to um, miss miss any matches or let the team down. So I think in, in winter, I think I would go for hockey. It would it would because you're in the season, yeah. and, and and that's um that's what I've I, I mentioned. You know, your first loving up and mm. and all that, and, and I say that because there is a, a, a wonderful story from um, Cleo Staniforth, who was in um, talking about tent tennis mm. at. at Thornton, you uh, uh, yeah. told the story time and time again, so I'll, I'll let you tell it. Well, she she, um, she came in and she was sat where you're sitting, and on the left was the husband, and the the, the two daughters play hockey. Yeah, I remember between us as the kids, and she said uh, when Andy Murray won Wimbledon. It was the greatest moment of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, <clears throat> well, it's a good job it's not live radio because sitting next to you would have thought, my- and I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, you see, <laughs> that's how easy. That's how easy it is. And we've never, ever let her forget, yeah. forget that one. And that's why we need webcams in there because you should have seen their faces. And to be honest, <laughs> the Russians never let her forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Eva, we're going to go and talk to, to the Athletic Club and we're going to talk to the Twins. And when we come back, we're going to concentrate on New York Tennis Club, because, yes, they did get the two promotions, but apart from that, in the last couple of years, they've got stronger and stronger, thriving junior section, the numbers are going up, and everything's rosy. Or is it? We'll find out. OK, time to find out what's been happening at New York Athletic Club, which means we're joined by the Twins. Well, Tilly at least, I'm not sure if Lauren's there, but I would suggest both of them will not be too far away from each other. But... Ladies, we've got to start off by congratulating you because you're both now driving on our highways. Well done, both. Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, I, what was it like the first time that uh, you disappeared off together in that posh car you've got yourselves? It, it, it's a Peugeot 107 in red. And um, <laughs> we drove on Saturday for the first time. We just went, we went to actually drop Amber's, some clothes off at Amber's boyfriend because she was at work. So we just went on a little drive and it was all right. It was like, the car's so different to our other car, so... But it was good. We're getting used to it now. And Dad was on there celebrating. Trust me, his problems are just beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're at Boston again tonight, um, training. Yeah, um, with Bob, yeah. Okay, what, uh, what's happened in the World of York Athletic Club? So we only had one competition at the weekend and it was the, at the Princess Mary Stadium at Click Eaton, and there was a small group of us for the, for the second Norvis League for the second Northern League, it was quite sunny. However, there was a few showers, but there were some excellent throws by Craig Rodwell and Chloe Raybury. And then well done to Freya and Lauren for their good sprints. And well done to me, Lauren, Freya and Lauren for, their, for our well-deserved third in the relay. And also well done to Gareth and Tim for their events and officiating. So although we had a small team, it was a really good day. And we got, we, I think we made, didn't quite well as a team as well. Maybe came fifth as a team, so... Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And by the time the next one comes along, you'll be driving there yourselves. Yeah, we will be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boston, what, tell, remind everybody again why you're over at Boston. Because we've got the Combined Event Championships on Saturday. In, me and Lorna are driving to London and Chelmsford. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we've got that Saturday and Sunday. So we're staying over as a team. Well, I'll tell you what. I am impressed with that. I really am impressed with that. That That is... That is Dedication. That is brilliant. It, 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 yeah, it, Amber's got the... There's the combined... There's the um, Bedford competition as well. The championship. Right. Amber's going there. A few people, I think, from the club are going. It's the under-20, under-21 championship on well, a Sunday. So that's why mum and dad aren't coming with us. <laughs> Right, well, you're going to have a lot to talk about next week. I'm going to let you get back um, to your training for this week. Enjoy next weekend and just be careful out there. I will do. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll tell you what, both of you. Stay off the road. Yeah. (laughs) That is, you pass your test one weekend and you're driving down to London ten days later. That, That takes some guts. Yeah. Don't say anything. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> but well done on them too. And uh, as ever, they're fun. And they're coming in the studio. They're actually driving to the studio um, in a few weeks' time. But now it's time to concentrate on Newark Lawn Tennis Club because they've had the hard times and it, it has been hard. They've struggled in the past for members. The facilities that they've got when you look all around the area are not clever um but something's happened in the last couple of years um and it seems to me that it's on the change now i'm assuming that something happened is they've got themselves a fixture tournaments and communication <laughs> secretary that's actually got out there and is telling the world about new tennis club and whatever is happening is having a good effect on the tennis clubs, are because your membership's gone up, you've got some juniors there, and more to the point, you're getting the results. But before we answer all that, that question we ask at the top of the top of the show, when you play football or rugby against Newark against Southall, it's there's no love lost. It's as simple as that. There is no love lost. So when you play Cornton or Collingham or Southall. Are we all friends, or is it local derby time? Uh, I think on the courts, or on the pitch, if it's hockey, whatever you're playing, um, I think it's every man for themselves, you're, you're out for the win. Um, but tennis, there's a, a lot of etiquette, and we always have teas after, and, and sandwiches, and so on, so I, I it's have all no, very friendly after. I, I have no problem with that, and at football, that's how it should be mm. as well, because once, once it's finished go and have your pint or your sandwiches or whatever but during the match itself is that an extra is there an extra little you know nottingham university type <laughs> little bit more goes into it i, I can only speak for myself i've uh, been said that i'm quite can be quite an assertive uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know what word to use <laughs> violent yeah <laughs> maybe that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> Violence sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I give it my all. That's, 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 that's the way. So what is happening at New York Tennis Club? Because it does seem to be almost fighting above its weight at the moment. And it's fantastic yeah, to see it. There's lots going on. Um, we've worked really hard as a committee over the past couple of years to define the roles that we have now and, and to, to get people in those roles who can be effective 
and who can can get things done and do things all working towards the same shared goal of improving the club and increasing membership and so we're doing a lot lots of different things so um, I've taken over as the um, fixtures secretary in tournaments um, get the fixtures done but also get the results in from all the teams uh, we've increased how many teams we have in the league so at one point we only had um, a men's team two ladies teams and one mixed team we've now got two men's two ladies and two mixed so just increasing the ability for more people to join the club to be able to play competitive tennis not everyone wants to only come down and play socially so to give people the opportunity to join a team as well and play that's increased our membership getting the results out there has made people in Newark realize that we do have a tennis club and that we um, have teams in leagues we get really good results um, and then we do socials as well so again if people want the social side uh, we make ourselves seen as the the club we go out have socials um, have fun um, on the court off the court and just do um, what we can to to increase it our membership has now increased and so we're having tournaments to try and get everyone meeting each other so some people play tennis in the day some people in the evening but we're trying to uh, break down those barriers get people meeting each other and then because of how much membership we do have now we are we've got something that we're doing which is a grass court project so Newark Tennis Club has got three hard courts and seven disused, currently disused um, grass courts. And we're investing in two of those to try and increase how many people can play at the club at any one time. So you're trying to bring two of the grass courts back. Yeah. Back. Yeah. How difficult is that? Because it doesn't take long when you've stopped using it for it to pass its sell-by date, does it? Yeah, we've, uh, it's taken a lot of investment and we're using a company who who know what they're doing and, and going through all the phases necessary. It's been going on since about February, March time and we're expecting to be able to use them for the first time in August. We're having a, a grand opening tournament at the beginning of August where we're going to invite, again, all of the club members down, hold a tournament, have fun and just get people playing on the grass or on the hard courts and, and playing against each other. I think numerous times you've mentioned the word fun there and I think people have got to want to to make the effort to come and enjoy it haven't they and yes some want to play tournament tennis and that is probably what Newark Lawn Tennis Club is all about others probably not just to come and play tennis uh, both types of people welcome yeah we offer a variety of different membership types so full adult membership which entitles you to play socially as well as competitively but then we also offer so just social memberships if you don't really want to play too much tennis but you like the social side and then we offer coaching memberships so if you're not at this moment confident enough to play full tennis against people who you may not know straight away if you're not confident in your game we offer coaching memberships so you can be a member but just attend the coaching to improve your own game how long have you been playing tennis about 10 years I wish I'd start sooner. I'd be better. <laughs> How did you get into it then? I honestly can't remember. No? I think in my, I, I think I'm better than I am at something. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, I could do that, and and just <laughs> turned up and gave it a go. <laughs> we think we can do this, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we, we started <laughs> off. Yeah. We yeah. started off thinking that. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny because what's tennis like in schools these days? Um, um, does it? I mean, I don't see tennis courts here at Barnby Road. I don't see tennis courts at Tutoreed or anywhere like that anymore. And I'm, I don't know what it's like at the Academy and, and and the Magnus. But when I was 
at the Grove, as it was, it was all tennis courts at the back. Then we all played tennis, um, not just for two weeks during Wimbledon, but we all played play tennis and at Boulderton as well on on, on the playing field. Yeah. And it does that seems to have disappeared. And if you don't get them playing young i think it's so important to get them playing young what i'm really getting that now is going around to the juniors are the tennis club or is it in the idea to look in at the schools and go out to the schools i know the hockey club have done it with tim Burke. yeah so we have a uh, a brilliant coach john penny and he uh, coaches at newark tennis club but then he also puts on specific activities linked to the schools around the newark area and he also goes into schools as well so there's quite a bit of activity that goes on with the juniors so as as well as the adult side where we've boosted membership we've also boosted membership on the junior side through this coaching through going out to schools and offering specific junior coaching memberships and the coaching that we offer on saturday mornings it is important isn't it tony that like the hockey club do because as much as schools primary schools do sport it's still a lot of mainstream sport and not everybody wants to play football or netball some people want to play other sports so if the schools are not doing it yeah the clubs are now seem to be going into the schools and i think this is a big major step forward yeah i mean you've got to take you've got to take your sport into the schools because it's in the schools that you've got your membership of the future isn't it and then that, that, that's why people are doing it. But I think it's tremendously important that you take a sport into a school and it starts off as fun, and then it's your choice. You can either continue as fun and, as you get old enough, it becomes social fun, or you can actually, you know, get that fire inside you that you want to go out and win competitions and take it as far as you can. And it's, it's got to start at, at an early age. I was in Whitley Bay a couple of weekends ago, and within a three mile radius of where the daughter lives there are three separate tennis clubs complete with all weather courts all things that we could just dream of and and i was watching we went past one of them on sunday morning and, and the coach was there on the sunday morning and he'd got i counted 20 youngsters with him just going through the bits and i thought this is where newark are heading if we could just get those facilities, I'm going to come back and talk about those in a moment. But you mentioned John Penny. Having John there really ups the game and ups the focus for you and for bringing the youngsters in. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to um, provide coaching ourselves as a committee, so we have to go out and get a qualified coach to come in and do that for us. Um, and it's good that he, he does it as a, a full-time profession, and so he's got time to, to go out and do that and go to the schools, build our membership, and in, encourage people to become um, full-time members once they've passed on from the coaching stages. It's hard though to have somebody like john there because john obviously he's got to make a living um so he's got to be he's got to be paid a living wage um and with a small membership in a club but his his presence outweighs the fact that you've got to financially pay him doesn't it surely yeah i mean he does coaching at other clubs as well he's not dedicated just for newark so um we, we we use him how how we um 
need to for our coaching but then he does coaching elsewhere go back to the teams then because you've now you've now got six teams and this was the challenge wasn't it if two of them got promotion you was gonna have to come into the studio <laughs> well it was if if my team got promoted yes. twice uh which it did in the summer. oh i was, I was in, on any two in, teams in, no no that's why when you asked me when we got two promotions i said it'd be the next one that we got promoted for mixed <laughs> that's my team <laughs> so ju- just talk me through what a winter it was then uh yeah really good this is going to test your memory yeah it is i can't remember how many uh, well we won all of them so um yeah the success started last summer actually uh, when um, there were a few um, transitions in team players because some had naturally left the club and some had joined the club Um, so we managed to form a really solid team and um, went out there and in division seven six sorry in the summer and uh, won all of our matches um, and just had an absolutely brilliant season and then we were awarded with the uh, Division 6 Winners' Trophy for the Summer League, uh, which is now why we're in Division 5 for this summer that's just started. Um, that success continued into winter, um, and then we won all of our matches again in winter and got promoted for the mixed team. She says, blast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're now two into our summer in Division 5 and have won two so far in Division 5 as well. So Division 5's there for the taking as well. I'd, I'd hope so. We've got one match at the end of this month, which we're hoping to win as well, and that's against Corton, I believe. Which are the... So that would be... Geographically, yeah, they are the yeah, rivals. Yeah, they're our local rivals. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping for success there and uh, for the rest of the summer season. So that, that's the, the mix. That's, yeah. The, the mix. And, um, but the men and the women, are, it, it, they've had some, some successes as well. Yeah. Um, the men men's team also got promoted last season as well um, again we've had an influx of uh, more male players actually younger male players and um, that's really boosted the um, abilities within the men's team and they've done really well and got promoted as well and um, the ladies team continue to be successful um, although the ladies team got promoted back to division one which is going to be a massive challenge for us this summer that's right at the top of that, the yeah, tree yeah division it? one of the the knots lta yeah. um leagues that's going to be a real challenge for us because we lost um a player my partner actually ladies partner um so i don't have a ladies partner at the moment so currently recruiting for people and having to play with different people just to get us through matches so if andy murray's mum has got nothing to do now andy's not playing a lot of tennis if she wants to nip to newark yeah sure yeah you can cope with I'll, that can I'll, you? I'll take that okay right <laughs> You like Andy Murray, don't you? I've got an update on Andy Murray. <laughs> no, here we go. <laughs> well, the reason I didn't like Andy Murray is because... Hang on, before you start, your opinion of Andy Murray. I like Andy Murray. Right. Well, the reason I didn't was because of uh, his attitude in, 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 in press interviews. And, and, and basically, if you're privileged enough to be able to sort of play tennis for a living, you can, you can jolly smile now and again. <laughs> and so, basically... Um, <clears throat> I've since heard that because of the success of his operation, when he was uh, being interviewed by the sort of phalanx of the press guys ahead of Queen's with his uh, new doubles partner, he was life and soul. He was he was chatting along, joshing with reporters, indeed, and uh, was absolutely superb, and how he should be, so I now love Andy Murray. Oh, dear. Typical, typical journalist. Exactly. If the, if the, if the guy in the seat is lucky enough to be in that seat, and warrant a phalanx of journalists, he can smile and have a laugh. And, and now he can. Brilliant. What's your junior section like? 
really I mean, it's gone from next to nothing to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. really so really strong now. Um, we've got a couple of different age groups. Uh, so we have the, the younger ones, so that's a lot about like smaller nets and, and fun tennis. Um, and then older ones going into junior coaching and then those junior coach coach members also have like a social evening a bit like the adults do as well one evening a week so yeah the junior section is really strong we don't yet really have a lot of competition for the juniors other than internal club-based competitions but i think there's some progression opportunities there to move out into competing with local clubs or joining junior leagues i've always when i look the not lta websites are notoriously difficult to try and get around to be honest and find out anything other than 2015's figures but i'm amazed just how much tennis is played grassroots tennis if you like yeah is, is played it's an awful lot more than i ever envisaged yeah i mean just i i only really know mostly about the nottinghamshire leagues but there is a, a lot of leagues just in nottinghamshire um i think there's the division that, that we're in goes from probably one to nine for the ladies and then there's full format tennis and short format tennis and then the men's and mixed leagues just, just stop there because i keep you mm. keep writing about this short format, format tennis yeah so some people aren't a fan of what i'd call proper tennis full format tennis which is you play sets and you play two sets against every couple um if you've got an away match half an hour to an hour each way and then you've got teas after it could be a five six hour day you've, you've lost your whole whole day really um, and some people don't don't like that and so they introduced a short format so you only play one set against so if you're couple one you'll play one set against couples two and three but you'll play two against your own couple um, and so it just takes off two extra sets so you're doing four sets and it's a bit sets. like the one day equivalent of cricket in your 2020 yeah so you're just it, doing a yeah. shorter shorter format of tennis i also liked what you said about um the juniors instead of you know right this is a tennis court like they used to in football this is a football pitch this is what you play to they've adapted to accommodate our smaller friends <laughs> and to make it to make it well it's no good playing on a full size football no, it's, pitch it's, it's, it's no good playing on a full size tennis court if you're six and seven years old that nets as high as what you are yeah and mm. it's it i can't see where they're going to get the enjoyment tennis is adapting to that yeah we've got a fold up nets um so you can just you can either take them around so you can travel with them and you can go to schools or you can take them out onto the courts and you can have them going across the court sideways and you can have kids playing on them using the smaller nets and then there are different types of balls as well so they're they're specifically termed um orange ball yellow ball red ball so it's just the understanding of what level of player or what age group the players are in by the different balls that they use and you know like like it's that fun word again isn't it they're, they're bringing fun into yeah. wanting to play tennis because i say in my day you had a tennis court full stop and that's what you played yeah and the, but now now i, I do like it's, it's yeah. all positive what is possibly not as positive is your facilities um shield avenue yeah okay that's i assume not a problem so Sherwood Avenue is uh, just public courts, yes. but we rent them during the winter months because we don't have floodlights at uh, the club on London Road. And it's a London Road site where 
you eventually are going to foresee a problem. It, it's a lovely site, Tony. You've been down there, yeah, you've been down says, there. Yeah. You know, it, it's... I always call it the Darling Buds of May site <laughs> because it, it's pretty much like yeah, going yeah. going back in time when lo- you drive down there. It's got it, a lovely it, old it, uh, it, it, it house. Is. Um, it, it, it just is the idyllic summer tennis area, isn't it? Um, but there's a massive great question mark over the whole site. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, been going on for quite a number of years, actually, since the lease of the site expired um, that's not been renewed and so we've just been there on a kind of an annual agreement basis until something happens um, at one point we were considering joining the the, the sports centre the YMC, through the YMCA and I think we've gone through a lot of other different options as well about what we can do to either stay at our current site or to, <coughs> to move to a, to a new site that can offer us what we need ideally that would be more than just three courts um, floodlights certainly uh, maybe a better clubhouse um, at the moment we're trying to invigorate two of our grass courts to, to cater for our increased membership but without those we do struggle for space. Of course I mean this is the thing isn't it? it's great to have increased membership again I go back to the squash club fantastic increased membership but there's still only two, there's still only two squash courts mm. um, and they are struggling to get pe- people on them. I've got David Lloyd coming in very soon he's the He's the council leader on SD on NSDC and at town council, and that's on the tick list for him. Yeah. He is he is very pro sport, and and that's one of the things that we do need to talk about because I thought you was pretty much part of the YMCA plans at one stage, but I don't know. There were what the plans current for thinking is. tennis courts, um, but I think the cost involved in us supplying the funding for those tennis courts wasn't possible for us to get from the. It, Again, it's not part of your. Mm-hmm wonderful and i will remind people of the fixtures tournaments and communication <laughs> secretary um not portrait but do the lta support grassroots tennis or is there no money coming down to new york's level uh, we've not been uh, lucky enough to benefit from any funding to develop the club for a while that i know of you see this is rankles you know i'm not knocking corton or collingham but the Little villages have got wonderful facilities. We've got a massive, great thirty thousand catchment area just for Newark itself, and we've got nothing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably <coughs> churlish to moan because the YMCA are working to put it right. But the fact remains: there's been no funding for New York Tennis Club for too long. Yeah, I mean the the, the other sports have struggled, um, but basically the tennis seems to have been ignored. I mean, no one seems to have bothered about it. And it's just been left in its little darling buds of May setting <laughs> with, with, with nobody really caring about it. But, I mean, if you go down there, it is absolutely gorgeous to sort of spend any amount of time at. Oh, it is. And I would much rather, personally, with all due respects to Conton and Collingham, I'd, I'd much rather be in a Newark setting than, you know, this super-duper, oh, we've got floodlights, you know. It's, 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 it's very plastic, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just, I don't want to criticise them, but, I mean, Newark has got that lovely atmosphere to be at. And then, it, as he says, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a time ship, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's lovely. Summer's afternoon down there. It, yeah. It couldn't be better. Right, let's try and find Graham. He's apparently on scone somewhere. I assume he must be running, but uh, I could have chose better nights. Tuesday at ten to eight only means one thing, of course, and that's Graham. And he's he's, he's out and about tonight. Is our Graham? Um, 
probably in the wet still. I, I, we're in the warm in here, but um, Graham's on Scones Park, and to tell us why he's on Scones Park and all the weekend Striders news, the man himself, Graham Welsh. Good evening. Oh, uh, good evening, yeah. The Striders have just finished their training session there, and then we're having a, a leaders' meeting in the uh, Lord Ted. So I was positioning myself to, to be able to get there in time. So I haven't <laughs> actually been running myself, I've been watching them out the window, uh, running around in the rain. And, uh, yeah, talking of rain, I'll uh, take you back to last Wednesday night when it was pouring with rain and uh, 21 uh, New York Striders were amongst the hundreds of runners in uh, race three of the uh, Knotts uh, Amateur Athletics Association Summer League, which was at home beer pond, a five-mile race, and the first New York Strider to finish uh, in 18th place overall was uh, Lewis Hopkinson in 28 minutes and 27 seconds, so he was second in his age group. And just to illustrate the sort of quality of the field at that uh, in that series and at that event, Simon Roberts, our next finisher, just two minutes later, was in 54th place. So a really high-quality uh, uh, field in there. And uh, again, uh, next in was Matt Silk, 31 minutes and 51 seconds. I won't read them all out, but I'll pick a few. Uh, Michael Hancock, uh, a new member of the club, uh, 38 minutes and 29 seconds. Andy Serves uh, has been a member of a couple of years and is a regular runner in these races. 43 minutes and 17 uh, seconds. So after uh, three races in terms of the men's event, uh, men's veterans team are 11th out of 22 clubs. On to the ladies, and uh, our first uh, lady finish was Danielle Forsey. She was in 31st place overall in 36 minutes and uh, one second. I'll pick a few out again. Ruth Mount-Stevens, 44 minutes and 50 seconds. Tracy Partridge, 48 minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, Anthea Moisey, 51 minutes and 33 seconds. And the ladies' team is um, in ninth out of 16, 16 teams overall. In the individual standings after three races, Lewis uh, Hopkinson is in 10th place out of 157 men that have done all three races. And he's overall second in his um, you know, 45 to 54 age group. And uh, speaking of age group finishers, Peter Davis is first out of uh, the 10 men that have done all three events in the 65 to 74 age group and Danielle uh, is 14, 14th out of 93 uh, overall in the ladies so on to the weekend and uh, as uh, usual Saturday started off with a park run and as well as uh, our sort of running and volunteering at the Newark park run we had people taking part at uh, Belton House Bestwood Village which is where I was and crikey there's some really really steep hills at the beginning of that one yeah Lynn was on the show last Tuesday and she uh, invited along to Bestwood Village and did not tell us about those massive hills. So um, Forest Rec as well, Lincoln, Crosby, and Millennium Country. Answers on a postcard, please. I'm not quite sure where that one is. I meant to look at it before I came on. And uh, Pontefract. So on to Sunday, and uh, the event that had the most new strides in on Sunday was the Blackpool Music Run. So that's a 10K event with uh, up and down the Golden Mile at uh, Blackpool with live bands and, uh, and an all-round fun run. The first to finish was Stephen Tomlinson. He was 27th out of uh, 390 runners or so. 49 minutes and 18 seconds. A new PB for uh, Tomo. And then Steve White, 54 minutes and 39 seconds. And uh, quite a few runners there, so I won't go through them all again. Tom Craig doing his first ever uh, 10k race. Uh, one hour, two minutes and 38 seconds. So well done, Tom. And uh, Jenny Palmer, one hour, 12 minutes. 52 seconds, Lisa White, 1 hour, 23 and 20 seconds. A bit closer to home in uh, 10K action were Ted Bale and Michelle Starbuck. They were at the Nottingham 10K, and Ted finished in 46 minutes and 7 seconds. 
when Michelle finished in uh, 58 minutes and uh, five seconds. And uh, in the next week or so, we've got a really, really busy week coming up. Um, if we look forward to, um, to, 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 to to Friday, we've got the uh, summer solstice. I mentioned a little bit more about that just in a tick, but uh, we've also got the not 10k mile road race, which also serves as the county championship. And some of the uh, runners from the club will be taking part in that, trying to win uh, county county medals. We've got a, a magnificent haul of county medals last year. Uh, going back to the, the uh, summer solstice, uh, I had a count through the uh, entry list, the run the fingers down the entry list on, 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 online earlier on today, and 81 New York striders that entered in the uh, summer solstice run, which is down at Long Benison on Friday evening. That's 54 people finished it last year, so... We've had a, a very, very successful 5 to 10K um, group run in the last few, last couple of months where people have been sort of trying to move from the top 5K distance to doing their first ever 10K or targeting, I guess, under a mile for the first time, uh, sorry, under an hour for the first time over 10K. So that's really reaping rewards and say 81 striders signed up for that race is just, uh, uh, just incredible. And I uh, can't wait to tell you all about it next week. So on Saturday we've got the Park Run Takeover, and on Sunday the Grim Sport Gallop, and then next Wednesday at Bingham we've got the Hewlett, uh, sorry, the um, um, uh, Home Pond Running Club Track Championships. So uh, we've got a really exciting week, and we've got an incredible night to come on Friday. So hopefully it's going to be a bit better than it is right now, and I'll tell you all about it next week, Mick. Eighty-one striders. I mean, yeah. Then you had the Not Fast Gang and the. Newark Athletic Club yeah. gang, it's uh, yeah. it's party time. It is, there's, you know, I don't know, I didn't count the not fast ones, but there's going to be 60 or 70 of them a yeah. day. And uh, so 150, 160 uh, Newark club runners down there for the, for the evening on uh, on Friday at uh, Long Bennington. It's a lovely event, it was my first ever 10k uh, three years ago, and I always like to go. And yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic event, and it's really nice. It takes place in the evening, actually. It is. It's, it's, it is a lovely event. The sport camera will be making an outing, assuming it's not doing what it's doing out there tonight. If the sun's shining, I'll be there, and the sport camera will be there as well. You better get plenty of film in it, Mick. I, I, th- I think you're just about right. Yes, you'll brilliant. Thirty-six in. Dear. Well, on the 24. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, the won't. Un- the youngsters won't understand, Graham. No. no. <laughs> right, we'll catch you. Um, I'll catch you on Friday, then we'll catch you again next week. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye now. Thanks, Bye. Bye-bye. And that's uh, 81 striders, can you believe? Are you fancied running, sorry? Do you... Um, not a big fan of running. I'm more of a team sport player, so any sport I do play and then enjoy the team sports. Yeah, I'm, I, I love to be with them. They're a great social side to it and it's fantastic but running no no can't can't do that so what where do you think the future is going to be because the future looks bright for the tennis club but in the background nobody can do anything about is i think the the numbers of memberships i think will speak for themselves eventually and then more action will need to be taken or more investment will need to be put into the club by the lta to to boost tennis within newark and um, I'm hoping that's the case. We we deal with lots of member inquiries. Um, every other day we're getting emails or Facebook messages. Um, people hit, hear it on the radio, see it in the paper, um, and it's encouraging them to get involved, become members. And that, you know, you're, you're not going to blow your own trumpet, so I'm going to blow it for you, but what you're doing, pushing us, pushing 
the paper and getting Newark Lawn Tennis Club out there yeah. instead of the Darling Buds of May in a corner, getting the name out there, push, 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 it's working. So well done you. Thank you. Well done definitely you. Poshish title that we've had in this, yeah. this year, and probably the hardest worker as well. So I've just made it up as well. I don't know what the real title is. It's good though. <laughs> um, can't let you go without asking you the obvious question: Who's going to win Wimbledon? I don't know. I try and watch it as much as I can, but I don't really have any favourites. Are you a tennis watcher? Uh, if someone gave me the choice, I'd rather be on the court myself. Mm. So yeah. in the, in the summer months, if it's on, I'll get back from work. I'd rather go down to the courts and play than I would sit in and watch it yeah. because. A lot of talented sports people like yourself are not very good at watching sport. I and that, and it, that's true. We're not and and <laughs> and you, Mr. Smith, um, love sport, but we've never been blessed with an ability to play it. So we can we're quite happily watching it. And you've just said yourself, you don't find it easy to to watch it no well I, I, could, I will watch it I just prefer to to play it or I get to uh, um, watch Serena serve and then think oh, I can do exactly the same <laughs> why <laughs> you not that and you can and you can well it's been great having you in the studio tonight Thanks I hope you've much. enjoyed it I hope you're going to come back to see us um, we've already signed her up to do a fairly regular once a fortnight update on the, on the tennis <laughs> well, that's not a promise yet <laughs> we can, we, we're working on it we're working on it um but uh, it's great to hear the new Lawn Tennis Club are progressing and going forward and uh, and enjoying themselves with a smile because that, that's the main thing. So thank you so much. I hope it's not going to be as long again before you come back and, and see us. And uh, once tennis um, hockey season has started, then uh, back again. Yeah, I'll see you at the side of the pitch, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. Tomorrow night, um, we're taking it out of Newark and we're going to talk about the Premier League. We've got... Uh, We've got a Liverpool supporter coming in to talk to us tomorrow night. I'm not sure how that's going to go down for a full hour, but uh, we'll try our best to get through it. Coming up next, Andy Bush and the Blue Show Come the Rock Show. Have fun. We are-